podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe, oh, what a beautiful noise. Grab a brew and talk KSU, cause here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it's time for a little bit of basketball talk. Uh, Tuesday night saw a um, not a very confidence-inspiring game, at least on the defensive side of the ball, Um, and we're going to talk all about it, and we're going to talk about what that means for um, you know, this next round of games, uh, you got five games in December, um, obviously Saturday versus North Alabama, um, not too worried about that, but then you go Villanova at LSU versus Nebraska and versus Wichita State. If you play that game, if you play that defense that you like you did versus Oral Roberts, um, any of those four games, it's going to be a loss and, um, I got some concerns, and, and we'll talk about them. Um, before we do, um, the show uh, schedule rests this week. Tomorrow, I'm going to have Jimmy Goheen, a.k.a. KSU underscore fan, and we're going to talk about the Will Howard legacy um, and everything surrounding the Will Howard news. Uh, we've had some time to digest it. We're going to talk about that. Monday will be a little bit more football-focused. Uh, taking in all of the portal news. Um, and then next Tuesday, I believe we're going to do another Q&A show um, and have that. I don't know if we'll talk about the Villanova game on Wednesday or Thursday next week. Um, I'm planning on going to the Villanova game. So there's a chance. There's a chance. I'm going to work to to avoid it. But there's a chance uh, Wednesday may not have a show. Um, but stay tuned. Uh, we'll, we'll see what, what, what goes on. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's a busy time. We got the run into signing day. We're going to have a bowl announcement on Sunday. So we'll talk about that on Monday as well. Before I specifically talk about that Oral Roberts game and start uh, kind of projecting out my feelings on the balance of this basketball season, let's give a shout out to Manhattan Brewing Company. Folks, do you want the best beer in the state of Kansas? Do you want to enjoy said beer at one of the coolest spots, especially during the holiday season? Check out Manhattan Brewing Company. I know if you're like me here in the Kansas City area, every single holiday pop-up bar, they're already booked for the entire year. So what do you need to do? Go to a K-State basketball game, men's or women's. Get to Manhattan during the holiday season and enjoy the festive vibes inside Manhattan Brewing Company. Get yourself a Tis the Saison. Get yourself a Townie Wheat. Hey, they got bullet bourbon cocktails on tap. Heck, you can get a little, a little sidecar, a little shot of uh, bullet to go with your first beer as well. That's what I like to do. Check them out. I'm going to be getting in there. I'm going to be getting a couple pints before the North Alabama game on Saturday. 
and, and, and just enjoying myself. Again, it's, it's the most festive time of the year. It's a happy time of the year. Why don't you spend some of it at the single greatest spot to have beer in the state of Kansas, the Manhattan Brewing Company Tap Room. And of course, as always, be nice about it, but tell your local liquor store you want some Manhattan Brewing Company beer. All right, 88 to 78 on Tuesday in overtime. Um, I mean, look, it, it it was an ugly game, um, especially on defense. Um, if you look at this team and you look at what they are able to do on offense, um, for the most part, I, I, I'm pretty pleased, you know. Uh, 30 of 67 from the field, 9 of 29 from 3. Again, you'd probably like to make a few more of those. You want to be higher than 30%. So that, that leaves a little bit to be desire, desired. And uh, look, if, if you're going to shoot 29, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to be... Feast or famine. Luckily, you know, uh, if you look at three-point shooting, three of 11 in the first half, that was really bad. Six of 17 in the second, um, that's great. Uh, I, I have no issues with that. And, and it really did come down to um, big-time shooting in the second half because, look, uh, Oral Roberts probably would have had a shot and maybe would have won that thing in regulation if uh, you don't. Um, if you, if you, if you don't take care of business and, and if you don't hit some of those three point shots, um, free throw shooting 19 of 23, again, um, all you could ask for from free throw shooting, very pleased with that. And, and honestly, two point shooting, what was pretty good, um, you know, 40 points in the paint. Um, so again, I, I don't have a lot of issues with the offense. If you look at total points scored, Will McNair had 11, uh, Tyler Perry, 20, all of them, I believe, coming in second half in overtime. Day-Day Ames with 11, Cam Carter with 19, Colbert had 2, Arthur Kaluma had 20 coming off the bench, uh, Mikhail Birch had 4, and David Gasson had 1. Weirdly enough, uh, you know, I, I was getting prepared here to kind of grill uh, David Gasson um, for his performance on the offensive end, but he did have... Five assists. Tyler Perry with six assists. Cam Carter with five. One for Day Day Ames. One for Arthur Kaluma. Um, so you probably would have liked to see more than 18 assists on 30 uh, made field goals. But again, it wasn't a perfect game. Um, but it's all right. I, again, I, I'm not going to come away with a ton of um, frustration. Uh, on offense again um, David Gasson does not seem to have much of a role when it comes to scoring the points uh, zero for three uh, on the offensive end uh, 27 minutes out there again so he had uh, 27 minutes Will McNair 24 Tyler Perry 43 Day Day Ames 33 Cam Carter 41 RJ Jones 7 Jarrell Colbert, 6. Arthur Kaluma coming off the bench with 35. And Mikhail Birch with 9. Um, that's the minute distribution. And, and I do think Jerome Tang is still trying to figure out um, how to get the best lineup on there. I think he is still trying to figure things out. But, you know, that 
that rotation shrinking. We we see that uh, you know Taj Manning and Dorian Finister they don't have a spot on this team when it's crunch time. Um, we see that R.J. Jones and Jarrell Colbert, um, and even Mikhail Bridge. Hey, it's only going to be minimum minimal minutes. Just trying to spell guys here or there. I think at least until Naquan Tomlin comes back, um, whenever that's going to be, um, you have a predominant six-man rotation. And one of the frustrating parts about this game uh, is that you weren't able to get more minutes for uh, R.J. Jones, Michaela Britch, for Jarrell Colbert, or even get Taj Manning and Dorian Finister on the floor. You only have two more games this season where you will go into it and think, hey, we'll be able to get some guys some minutes. We're going to be able to work on the depth because that December slate, again, after North Alabama, um, you can't play you can't play defense like uh, we did on Tuesday night and expect to beat Villanova, LSU, Nebraska, even Wichita State. Um, it, uh, I mean, it was, it, it, it was bad. It was bad. I'm, I'm going to keep focusing on the offense. I'm going to keep focusing on the good here for a little bit before we talk about the defense. And, and again, I, I think when it comes to basketball, I think we all watch basketball and think it's far more simple than it is. Um, so anything I say, you guys might be rolling your eyes. Um, these are just my observations, just my thoughts on it. Um, Tyler Perry, it's, it's so, I I don't know if it's frustrating. I don't know. I don't know what, what the deal is with him. Um, he seems to have the ability to be the coldest shooter to be, um, you know, at times a, a legitimate liability out there, but then you saw what he did down the stretch in the second half and what he was able to do uh, on offense, and then he still ends up, uh, you know, shooting uh, or getting 20 points, going 4 of 12 from 3, uh, 5 of 15 total, 6 of 7 from the line. Um, he just seems to have a knack of getting hot, and I think that's why you have to live with him maybe starting some games cold or maybe going dormant at times and just shooting through the slump because uh, he can get hot and he can all of a sudden go on a 12-0 run just on his own. Um, That's the type of player he is. And again, I I think there's going to be maybe even entire games, but I know there's going to be halves this entire season where K-State fans are sitting back and just thinking to themselves, oh my gosh, like this was supposed to be our big portal pickup. This was supposed to be the guy. Um, but he's shown now in multiple games that he can start cold. He can, you know, have a bad start to a game and then he can go off or at times, Hey, he's going to come out of the blocks, uh, on fire. Uh, but that of course is not going to sustain itself through the entire game. I think that's just the, uh, the, the sin you have to live with. That's just what you have to deal with. Um, when you are playing a guy who is so dependent on hitting his three-point shots. Um, and again, I think he can be one of the best shooters in America. He was at North Texas. And again, going 4 of 12 from the field, going 30% on 12 shots, uh, that's not bad. And a lot of them are good shots. I think there are going to be games where he's shooting 25%. I think there's going to be games where you know he's going to go, you know, 
10 of 15 and have, you know, a 40-point game. Um, I, I think he has that potential um, because it's not like he's putting up bad shots. I, I was pleased with his shot selection for the most part. And again, he showed he could be dangerous. And again, great from free throw as well. The other big positive in that game um, is Cam Carter. Um, 6 of 13 from the field, 3 of 8 from 3, 4 of 5 from uh, the free throw line. Double-double with 5 offensive rebounds. Uh, Drew 5 fouls himself, um, 19 points, uh, 5 assists. Had a steal as well. How many turnovers he had? He had three turnovers. He led the team in turnovers. And again, 13 seems like a big number. It's not a great number. Um, We only turned them over 12 times. But again, he had three. Kaluma had two, which which is a little high. Uh, Day-Day Ames had two. You know, Tyler Perry had one. Will McNair had one. David Gasson had one. Again, these are numbers you can deal with. I don't think, uh, I, I'm actually pleasantly surprised uh, that with all the different guys handling the ball, all these guys distributing, that you don't see any of them really pop up and have a massive turnover game. Uh, but Cam Carter, again, he, he played well, and I had an interesting exchange back and forth uh, with Baller Status Cat on Twitter. Um, a lot of you guys know him as Justin, uh, biggest K-State basketball fan I, I know. Um, and he made good points at saying, hey, you know, Cam Carter, um, he has the potential to be one of the best defenders in the Big 12, and you need that. Now, we saw it in overtime. I think Cam played great defense in overtime, and even at points uh, throughout that game. But I do think that Cam Carter, and it's important for him to score, especially uh, as we wait on um, – Naquan Tomlin to get back. I, I I think it is so very important that he is the top dog when it comes to defending, um, because I think a lot of those guys are still learning. And, and uh, look, if you're playing a team who's capable of what they went ten of twenty one uh, shooting three, just south of fifty percent, um, that can happen. And wildly enough, um, that was their number, and they went zero of five. <laughs> 0 of 5 uh, shooting in the second half from deep. Um, uh, The last one, we'll talk about Arthur Kaluma specifically on offense. Again, 7 of 13 from the field. So that was 6 of 10 from 2. 1 of 3 from 3. 5 of 5 from the free throw line. 8 rebounds, uh, 1 assist. Uh, and credited with two blocks as well. Look, I, I think that's the type of guy Arthur Kaluma is. I I, I, th- I know he had gaudy numbers uh, shooting it from three, but I think he's going to do a lot of his damage driving, getting to the bucket, and scoring there. Again, I think Arthur Kaluma, in the absence of uh, Naquan Tomlin to start this season, has had to take on a bigger role faster. Um, I, I truly do think the entire team would be almost probably exponentially further along and better off if you had Naquan Tomlin. Sadly, um, that still just is not the case. Um, but he put up a big game. He did come off the bench, though. He uh, still ended up with more minutes than Day-Day Ames, Will McNair, and David Gasson, uh, the other three guys who started. 
Um, I'm a little concerned. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I, I, I think Arthur Kaluma is a super talented guy, but this is the second time we've kind of seen something disciplinary uh, after Coach Tang said, hey, we need more buy-in from Arthur Kaluma. Um, no part of me believes he was injured um, when we played uh, South Dakota. I don't believe that for one bit. I believe he was suspended. I think he was. they were trying to um, send a message, and they were just going to say, yep, he uh, tweaked his knee, uh, nothing to worry about, um, nothing to see here. I don't believe that to be true one bit. Now, what does he do? Does he step it up? Does he figure it out? Or is this something we're going to be dealing with the entire game? I can't tell you that. I have truthfully no clue. But it is something I'm legitimately worried about. And, and again, um, this goes hand in hand with the defense. I'm, I'm a little worried um, about this team. Again, I'm not sounding alarm bells. I'm not burning it down. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, we're not going to make the NCAA tournament because I don't think any of that's warranted. I still think this team finds a way to be on the correct side of the bubble. Uh, but I think they desperately need Naquan Tomlin. I'm not a big I, – I don't think Quez Glover really changes much. Um, how much better is Quez Glover going to be? Uh, then Day-Day Ames come January when Quez Glover can get back. I don't know. Um, probably enough uh, that you'll see Day-Day Ames go to more of a supporting role. Um, but but I, I don't think it's going to be a massive thing. Um, I, mean, I mean, really, <laughs> the, the game versus Miami was probably the only one where Quez Glover could have been a massive difference. I, I, I think he's nothing more than a supporting role. Um, and again, I, I think with the emergence of Day-Day Ames, especially, um, you know what, getting 32 minutes on Tuesday, 33 minutes on Tuesday, and honestly pretty good at the rim. He, he was uh, three of four from two, uh, two for two on his two free throws, only one of five from three. Um, but he is good at the rim. I, I think he gives you um, what what you'd be wanting from Quez Glover? Because um, Quez Glover not a great defender. Um, he he's a guy who can get to the rim, and that's something that Day Day Ames was able to do uh, on Tuesday as well. Uh, but but I do have concern. I, I I don't think this team is great on defense. Um, their best defensive performance probably of the year. Um, when you're talking about uh. Relatively decent competition is that game versus Providence, giving up 70 in overtime. But again, you gave up 75 to Bellarmine, 82 to USC, 68 versus South Dakota, which, you know, that might end up being okay. Central Arkansas is trash, but I mean, we know what Nigel Pack did. We know what Miami did, putting up 91 points. I don't think this team is anywhere near good enough on defense. Um, to ever pull you out of a game if you're not having a hot shooting night, and and, and that and, and maybe not hot shooting night, but a good enough night on offense, um, and that's what scares me as as we ramp up for these games in December, and what scares me as we get ready uh, for Big Twelve play, and again we'll see 
what things are like at uh, UCF, West Virginia, and Texas Tech. But you have two tough road games to get things going before you come home and get Baylor and Oklahoma State at home. Um, and, of course, UCF uh, to start things off. Uh, if you can't get rolling quick, if you can't pick up some of these games early, especially the home game, uh, I'm, I'm looking specifically at the home game versus Baylor and then Oklahoma State after that. Um, folks, I, I you're going to find yourself behind the eight ball. And, and I don't want this team to find themselves in must-win situations to get to the NCAA tournament. And that's what scares me. Um about this defense, and this is what scares me about the team without Naquan Tomlin. Uh, Naquan Tomlin, when he's locked in, he's probably the first or second best defender on this team, and he's a guy who can cause problems guarding anyone on the floor. Again, you probably don't want him on the point guard, um, but he's long and quick enough and good enough on his feet uh, that he could probably do it if he gets switched on ball screens. Now, uh, Tyler Perry gets exposed when, when you're having to switch on ball screens. Um, you might need to um, think about a different strategy there because we, we saw it on the final play of regulation. Um, you can get twisted around, and if you're doing ball screens, um, it, it takes Tyler Perry out of games. And that that was just horrible defense. I mean, giving up that dunk, that was that was poor. That was very poor. Um Especially when you still had one more foul to give and, and you were successfully using those fouls. Um, but hey, at the end of the day, winning the clunkers, finding a way to come out on top when you don't play well is very important. Getting this win over Oral Roberts, who it's either going to be them or South Dakota who makes the NCAA tournament, it's going to be. Uh, in the Summit League, I believe. It's going it's going to end up being a solid win um, come NCAA tournament time. Again, I think they're both going to be quad three wins. I don't think either one of them is going to be good enough to turn this into a quad two win. But having wins over conference champions is good. Having wins over top 150 teams, because that, that's the area that South Dakota and Oral Roberts is flirting with, versus having, you know, two more wins in the, you know, 300s when you're looking at net, when you're looking at Kempom, when you're looking at these advanced statistics. Um, that is a good thing. Winning is a good thing. I don't want to come across, I don't want to be, oh, the sky's, because I don't think the sky is falling. I think uh, before the season started, before the Naquan Tomlin news, and um, before we um, change, and again, changing the offense uh, in between, you spent all summer practicing some of the old stuff and then switching it up in the fall. I mean, that, that was a wild move, and I hope it pays off. And I think, I think when Naquan Tomlin gets back, it will pay off. Um, it now just becomes a waiting game. And uh, you sit back and, and you hope it happens um, sooner rather than later. Again, um, when you get into this North Alabama game on Saturday, I'm really going to be looking for this team to be locked in on defense. I, I want to see this team challenging any sort of three-point shots. Jerome Tang said post-game that, hey, the game plan was to force them to take uh, tough twos instead of giving up three-point shots. Um, they did not do that in the first half. 
They got baked uh, by Oral Roberts uh, shooting those threes. And then, sure enough, uh, you, you you don't give up easy threes. You, you, you take that away. They don't hit a three-point shot in the second half. Oral Roberts is hitting all their twos. There, there's no positive takeaway from the defense as a whole. Uh, again, you made some plays down the stretch to make sure that it went to overtime and didn't lose in regulation. And you clamped down pretty well um, in overtime. But, the, I mean, you get cooked one half from three, you get cooked one half from two. It, was, um, it, it just was bad. It, it was a bad performance. It was a bad showing by the defense. And, again, I, I, I'm th- that's just the thing that's sticking in the back of my head. Because, ultimately, if you look at what this team's been able to do on offense, it surpassed what I expected. When you lose all the scoring that you did, when you lose two All-Americans, and then you decide to change the offense up, uh, you know, in the fall before uh, the season gets started, right before the season gets started, um, I thought it was going to take a long time, and especially when what we saw versus USC. You know, that 69-point performance versus USC, uh, and then... Taking into account no Tomlin, taking into account the uh, offensive change, taking into account that you lost two All Americans, I think to myself, oh man, we might be in a little bit of trouble. But again, Bellarmine, you score 83. South Dakota State, you score 91. It wasn't a great night on offense versus uh, Providence, but you get the win 73. Um, sounds closer than it was 83 points versus Miami. Uh, 100 points versus Central Arkansas. Another overtime game, 88 points versus Oral Roberts. But the offense has taken off. The offense is good enough. And that's probably where I'm, I'm getting a little bit uh, of ang- or anxiety, some anxious energy, getting a little antsy. Um, because you, you see that this team, especially when they're able to get out and run a little bit, when they're able to work through the offense and, and, and get open shots, you think, okay, this team could be dangerous. This team could make some noise. Um, but it, but it's those defensive performances versus anyone with a pulse uh, that has really um, been bugging me, that's really kind of sticking with me. So I'm hoping they figure it out. I, I want a dominant performance similar to that Central Arkansas game. I want to see, you know, 100 to 56. I want to see 92 to 48. I want to see just a pure domination over North Alabama uh, to, to allow myself to believe, to allow myself to think, okay, maybe we could uh, maybe we could pull off this upset versus uh, Villanova at home. Again, Villanova's back in the top 20. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the metrics love them very much. The metrics don't really love Miami. Um, we saw Miami get uh, kind of their clocks cleaned by uh, Kentucky. So I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I want to be able to believe. I want to to be able to come away from that North Alabama game and, and think to myself, okay. This team has a shot. This team can make some noise. This team could make Tuesday night a fun night in Bramlage Coliseum. Um, so I'm hoping to see that a, a big offensive explosion and, and a good job on defense. Um, they're only so Al, or North Alabama's only team versus a power game versus a power five school. They lost 54-81 versus Mississippi State. 
Um, that was back on November 14th. If you give me that performance, if K-State's able to replicate uh, that scoreline that Mississippi State did, I will convince myself, all right, saddle up. Let's go get uh, Villanova on Tuesday. So I'm hoping that's my takeaway from that game. Um, again, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm holding out hope. I'm, I'm, I'm really, um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hope to see Naquan Tomlin out there on Saturday. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, but I'm, but I'm hopeful, man. I, we, we need him back. I, I, I don't think that there is any, I, I don't know everything. But he's gone through the diversion program. He's back with the team. I'm just hoping he accomplishes whatever he needs to to get back out there. Before we end the show, I want to give a shout-out to Charlie Hustle. Of course, we love Charlie Hustle. Uh, Me, personally, I've used Charlie Hustle not only for birthday gifts, but all sorts of Christmas gifts this season. Make sure you do the same over at shopcharliehustle.com or just charliehustle.com, excuse me. Uh, vintage made fresh. Love my friends over at Charlie Hustle. All right, um, I, I I'm going to use this time to go on the record for some bowl predictions. I think K State's going to play NC State in the uh, in the Pop Tarts Bowl. I, I think we will finally get our bowl game in Orlando. Uh, it would not shock me if we end up in Houston, um, but I'm kind of trying to manifest it, a, a fun game versus NC State um, in Orlando. I, I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, Cooper Beebe is in the Outland Trophy um, finalist. He's the first time uh, a K-Stater has ever been the finalist for the Outland Trophy. It's for the best lineman of the year. So there's uh, the nose guard from Texas and uh, Alt from Notre Dame. Um, son of Kansas City Chiefs, uh, I think he's a Kansas City Chiefs Hall of Famer. Um, so he, he's amongst the final three. Uh, I, I think it is more than time to to anoint Cooper, of course, the best offensive lineman in K State football history. But I think one of the best overall players in K State football history. He's a Ring of Honor guy. Uh, he's about to be a consensus first team All American guy. He's about to be, um, I think the two-time or three-time winner of Big 12 Offensive Lineman of the Year, three-time first-team All-Big 12. Uh, I think the All-Big 12 announcements are coming out any day now, probably coming out on Thursday or Friday. Um, So I'm excited for him to get those honors. Um, Absolutely amazing career. It sounds like the entire offensive line is coming back for that bowl game. We'll touch on more of that stuff on Monday as we talk about the K-State Bowl uh, destination and uh, some portal stuff, some more guys leaving the program. Like I said, we'll have a Q&A show on Tuesday. I'll talk a little bit of hoops. I'll, I'll talk the North Alabama game and what I'm hoping to get out of it, maybe a prediction versus Villanova as well. Um I hope you guys went back and I hope you guys listened to my show with Brian Smoller on uh, Wednesday. Had an absolute blast talking with him. Again, the the women's basketball team playing on Friday uh, in Bramlage Coliseum. Uh, Those ladies are very good at the game of basketball. So get out to Bramlage uh, this December or they're playing up in St. Joe, Missouri here a week from Saturday. So get out 
and watch them if you're in the Kansas City Metro and you want to get up get up north and watch them take on the old Missouri Tigers. Uh, that should be a fun time as well. Um, I think that's all we have. I, I, I don't think uh, there's much else. Again, holding off on some of the portal stuff uh, for a show on Monday. Um, so, yeah, I think that's all we have. Again, this probably wasn't the most put-together episode. Still trying to get along, uh, you know, get into basketball mode. Uh, you'll, you'll be hearing a lot of my friends throughout the basketball season as we cover it. I'm looking forward to this basketball season. Again, um, I'm, a, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. Um, but I think everything is going to be all right. I think this team is still an NCAA tournament team. Um, they're going to give us some memories. There, there's one thing I know with Jerome Tang basketball. They're going to give us some memories. And there's going to be some stars. There's going to be some heroes that emerge. So, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, say hi to me if you see me in Manhattan on Saturday. I'm planning on being up there for North Alabama. Um, again, shout out to our sponsors, Charlie Hustle and uh, Manhattan Brewing Company. We love them very much. They help this show. Uh, the best thing you can do to help us here at Bossu's Boys, tell a friend, rate us five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and go in. Uh, support our sponsors. Let them know Bosco's Boy sent you. So for our two great sponsors, Manhattan Brewing Company and Charlie Hustle, for Chauncey, the best dog in the world, we love you guys and go Cats. Network.